Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And it's time to go inside the huddle with Benny Bonsignor. Sponsored by Embajador Tequila and presented by the Realty One Group. And we're efforting Vinny Bonsignor right now as he's in Sarasota, Florida. He should be joining us in a matter of minutes. But we were talking about, before we went to break, talking about realistic changes that could be made. And we're talking defense today. I really want to focus in on the defense. I can't I can't fix everything at one time, right? I don't want Raider Nation to try to fix everything, cure everything at once. Let's worry about the defense right now because I do believe the offense will get things turned around and be able to put up some points. And the defense is going to have to come up and make some stops. And right now, there's a couple guys defensively that are playing their tails off. Well, one guy in particular is playing his tail off. That's Max Crosby doing the best he can. And, well, there's a, the rest of the guys are out there doing what they do. So want to hear from you, 69187, keyword r That's the text line, of course, 702-365-9200. We'll actually take a couple calls until we do get Vinny on the phone line. Before we do that, though, Joseph in Denver hit us up and said the defense last year was a respectable NFL defense. Running cover three almost every play definitely simplified things, and there were less blown coverages. The current coaching staff needs to adapt the scheme to the strength of the players on the current roster. That's Joseph in Denver. I agree 100%. And I'm not saying that it has to be cover three the whole time. I'm not saying that. But I, I, I will say that they need to look at who they have on the defensive side of the ball and say, okay, this is what we can do, and this is what we can't do. Similar to what Josh McDaniel said going into the bye week, right? They need to identify what they do really well and keep doing it. Identify what they'd like to keep doing, but they're not really there yet and keep working on that. And then whatever they don't do very well, go ahead and move on from it. That's something that I would like to see them do on the defensive side of things as well. So uh, thank you so much for that text, Joseph. I do appreciate you. Vinny's joining us now. Yes, he's ready. All right. Join us now on the phone lines from some hot spot in Sarasota, Florida. No, he's in his hotel room. Is our good friend Vinny Bonsignor. Vinny, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, my man. I know you've been working uh, overtime, working on every show here today. But, uh, man, when GM Dave Ziegler talks, we all want to listen. 30-plus minutes of time with the GM. What would you say was your biggest takeaway from what he had to say today? Um, you know, that uh, he's as frustrated as the fans are, but... Um, he's determined to see this thing through and isn't going to overreact to anything and uh, isn't going to be impulsive and try to put a Band-Aid on anything. Um, he's got a plan in place. They believe in that plan, uh, and they're not going to be deterred by a uh, short sampling size or a small sampling size uh, of seven games. As disappointing as the seven games has been, uh, it's, a, it's not going to make him waver from what the job uh, is that he was hired to do, and that's to build a winning organization. And I know, uh, Q, that, you know, Raider Nation is tired of hearing that. I get it. I understand it. So does he, frankly. Uh, but he had nothing to do with the last 20 years. His responsibility is the next 20 years, perhaps, uh, or at least, let's say, the next 10 years. Right. That's what he needs to focus on. And focusing on the last 20 years, that ain't going to do him any good. Yeah, no, you're, you're right about that. I mean, it's all about the, the, the now, the present, you know, what's going on right now. That's, that's what he's responsible with, getting things turned around as the players and coaches are as well. And, Vinny, before you came on, we actually had a call from Raider X, and he was saying that he felt like listening to, to Dave Ziegler earlier that, yes, he's trying to fix what's going on right now, but he's also worried about the long term and really wants to be focused in on the long term as well. Did you pick up on that talking to uh, GM Dave Ziegler earlier today? Yeah, uh, no question about it, because he wants to be here for the long term, and he wants it to be successful for the long term, not just for him and his ego, but honestly for Raider Nation. And that, I know Dave Ziegler, and I know that that drives him, um, you know, to, to, to do the right thing. Um, he shares the frustration. He's been a fan uh, himself. Uh, and he knows, you know, what it's like to be a fan and to be frustrated and to think that you're close, 
um, and you know, and then and then all of a sudden um, it's going in a different direction. Um, so he understands all of that, uh, but it, that makes him more determined to try to do this the right way. When it comes to any of the questions that co- that no, excuse me, coach GM Dave Ziegler was asked today, was there something that stood out to you that you thought was extra poignant or like, hey, that was a really good nugget that he gave us? Um, you know, I think that uh, just his honesty uh, about you know uh, certain things that are going on right now. Um, so I don't think there was any any one particular question necessarily, um, but in the in an overall sense um, and and their determination, you know, to really get this right, and they still believe what's with, with what's going on, uh, you know, with this team right now or the roster that they have in place. They know that there's holes on this roster. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day, and when you think about the, the the roster that they inherited, yes, it was a playoff team, a team that made the playoffs. Uh, but I, I I would be hesitant to say that this was a playoff team in terms of being a perennial playoff team. If we're being honest, um, you know, the, it was a, it was a four game winning streak with a you know what three game winning field goals, uh, some some head scratching moves by the Chargers and and a collapse by a couple other teams. That allowed them to get in the playoffs. That's what he doesn't. He doesn't want to be a team that sneaks into the playoffs. He wants to be a team that's a perennial playoff contender that's battling for Super Bowl championships, not just getting to the playoffs, but being a team that that other teams fear uh, when they get into the playoffs. And that that's going to require some time. When you look at this roster, and again, if we're being honest, uh, the last three first round picks are no longer on this roster. Five of the last six uh, first round picks haven't really made their mark. One first-round pick since 2019, uh, basically Josh Jacobs, has made an, you know, a, a real positive impact. Everybody else, including those other two first-round picks from that year, have been uh, okay. Uh, but there's not been any impact beyond that from the first round since 2019. That's a problem. That leaves your roster uh, in a place where there's work to do. Let's Talk about the free agents that were signed here right. over the last, you know, since 2019 or so. And, and uh, we, the disappointments of the free, of free agency and, and the holes that that left uh, in, on the roster as well. But these are not excuses. This is the reality of the situation. That's why he keeps referring to the long-range plan here is to change the culture, improve the culture, and build this franchise into a perennially winning franchise. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 and Necessary Roughness. Of course, you can catch out, catch Vinny on the morning tailgate with Clay and Heidi and of course all his work he writes in the RJ does a fantastic job uh, with that we'll let you know his latest article when we wrap this thing up but Vinny as far as the defense goes we've been talking about the defense and I was saying that last season you know under Gus Bradley it just seemed like everything was so simplistic that guys could just go out there and fly around and just play and now it just seems like guys are thinking a little bit which of course if you think just for a, a second or two you're going to be a little bit slower how or who do you think can help kind of help Patrick Graham get this thing turned around the rest of the way so the, the Raiders could at least field a decent defense? Not a lights-out defense, but a decent defense. Yeah, um, that, that, that's a great question. And, you know, I, I think there's been some, some modifications that they've made. Uh, I think just watching the games, we could probably all see, um, you know, some of the things that they've done to maybe um, reduce or limit some of the overthinking or having to think too much. Uh, but that comes sometimes with an expense, uh, at an expense, because you know when you when you're when you try to do less, um, these these teams are good. Q, <laughs> those are good teams yeah, yeah, yeah. across the line of scrimmage. They're going to figure that out pretty darn quickly, uh, unless you can do what you do at a great level. Um, it's, it's, that's not going to work at this level. It's not going to work in the NFL over the long term because teams are too good, teams are too smart. Are the are the Raiders there from a talent perspective? 
I don't think anyone among the fan base uh, thinks that they are, especially defensively. There's, um, we've seen some issues at linebacker. We've seen some issues creating pass rush um, from the uh, interior. We've seen some struggles at cornerback. Think about some of those first-round picks that we've talked about and guys that haven't really produced uh, and some of the, you know, some of the failures uh, in terms of free agency at that position or in the secondary. So it all kind of adds up. Are, is this a great defense? No. Is this a very talented defense? No. Uh, but is it a defense that, can, that, that should be able to compete if guys are doing their job? Uh, yes. It's never going to be a great defense right now. I mean, I think those are the facts. But they should be able to master something, um, whether it's reduced or, or leveled down, whatever, however you want to term, term it. Uh, that can that can at least compete and support uh, an offense that's been pretty good outside of Sunday. I had someone hit me up on Twitter and ask me, you know, you were a big believer in Patrick Graham when he took over as defensive coordinator. Are you still? My answer, simple. Yes, I do. I think he's a really good defensive coordinator. What says you when people ask about Patrick Graham and what he's trying to get accomplished here? I do, too. And, uh, you know, we've been around long enough. I'll, I always tell this story. Doc Rivers coached the Boston Celtics, right? Remember before they had... Uh, the big three, who'd they have? They had Brian Scalabrini and a <laughs> kind of, you know, just an okay team. Mm-hmm. And the next year, they bring in Paul Pierce, they bring in Kevin Garnett, they already had, or Ray, excuse me, Ray Allen, they already had Paul Pierce, you know, Ray John Rondo, they brought in a bunch of better players. And guess what? They win a championship. And Doc Rivers told me, Vinny, I wasn't calling any different plays, <laughs> I was calling the same plays. Right. It's just that there are better players that were carrying out those, those, those plays. So I'm not trying to make any excuses because Patrick Graham with this group has to figure it out, but let's give him a little bit of time to really add some players that are necessary to carrying out what he wants to do um, at, at a much higher level. Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. My man DeMond's got one for you. I know we're focusing on the defense, but I do want to ask you something that happened defense in the locker room. Defense only! That, I'm kidding, that, I'm something kidding. that happened in the locker room that you asked Devontae Adams about. Since you're the one that asked him the question, I want to get your response to his answer. You asked Devontae Adams about, you know, fan expectations were about 35, 40 points a game. And he's like, I don't think people expect that. And yes, Devontae, they did. You should listen to Radio Nation Radio. But, um, but he says that the things that that they were doing in training camp that worked so well once teams like actually start figuring them out and scheming for them and double teaming them you know those things that they did so well in training camp aren't working now so my question to you is what were they working on on in training camp that defenses are doing now that they didn't see and what did you what did you think of his answer that he gave you well, um, it's, 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 it's almost impossible to replicate what teams are going to do on the other side because you're not their coaches and know, all right, when we come out, what are they going to do to try to stop us? You can kind of think what, what they're going to do. As Devontae said a bunch of times, what, what other teams are doing on film against other teams, they're not necessarily doing uh, against the Raiders. All that said, they were still a third-highest scoring team uh, in the NFL. They, were, they just weren't the juggernaut, I think, that a lot of people thought it was going to be. And the passing game hasn't, you know, been like this prolific passing game that I think a lot of people thought it was going to be. That's the, that's the, what I was trying to get at, you know, when I was talking to Devontae. Now, you also have to, you know, talk about the fact that Darren Waller has missed a whole bunch of games now, or, or basically the last three games. We'll see what happens uh, against the Jaguars. Uh, I don't really know if he was ever really healthy, even when he was out there. Hunter Renfro missed a couple of games, um, you know, with a concussion. And, you know, we are talking about a team that's learning a new offense. And I know that that drives fans crazy. Like, why is it, is it so complicated that you can't learn this? No, it's not necessarily that. It's just developing the cohesiveness and the chemistry uh, that you need. And, yes, these playbooks are, uh, you know, complicated. And the further, the longer you're in it, 
the more the deeper you can you can dig into it. The Raiders aren't quite there yet um, as an offense, but between the injuries, players missing time in training camp, players missing uh, games, uh, and the fact that you know they, they just aren't quite there yet means that there's a lot left, or there's a lot of room for growth. And I think that's kind of a positive because you throw out Sunday's game, and I'm going to throw it out because I don't think that represents who the Raiders' offense is or what this Raiders' offense has been about. Um, they've been pretty good. They haven't been great, but they've been pretty good. But mm-hmm. the potential to be great is still there, and I think that's what everyone's still kind of curious about. If you get a healthy Darren Waller out there, um, you know Hunter Renfro being out there more consistently, and learning to play with Devontae Adams and playing off of Devontae Adams and what Josh Jacobs is doing, there's still a lot of uh, growth for this for this offense as you know, um, I wouldn't say, because I don't think it's been a disappointment. I just don't think it's lived up to the highest levels of uh, expectations. No, it hasn't been consistent at the level that everyone, including myself, thought it was going to be when right. all the additions were made. Again, Vinny Bonsignor is our guest here from Raider Nation Radio 920. You can check him out on the morning tailgate. He's in Sarasota, Florida, as the Raiders are preparing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And let's take it to the locker room. DeMond mentioned that. What's the mis- what's the demeanor of the players? You know, I mean, they're back at it after, you know, having that, that terrible performance on Sunday. But do you get the sense that they kind of cleared that and just chalked it up to, you know what, that was a bad day to have a bad day. Now it's on to Jacksonville. Yeah, um, there's definitely a, a lot of that. You, you, you can't dwell in this league, good or bad. Uh, otherwise, you're going to you know uh, get a false sense of security or get a false sense of, oh, my gosh, we're, we're a bad football team now. You can't, you, you know, Phil Jackson used to always say, find yourself in the middle. This way you don't go tumbling one, in one direction or the other. Find a middle ground and stay there. And I think that there was huge – that locker room uh, on Sunday in New Orleans um, was, was not a good place to be. Uh, there was – you know, I'm not going to say they were ashamed or anything like that, but they were embarrassed. Right. Uh, and they were upset and mad and angry and, and, and all those good things that sometimes come from a loss like that. Um, but you also have to just flush it one way or another, just flush it and move on because really the train's not stopping anyway. Even if you do dwell on it and get too angry over it and, and, uh, you know, let it fester and let it eat at you, that's not going to do you any good, uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think the Raiders understand that. And like you said, Q, I think they also understand that games like this sometimes happen. You, you hate for it to happen, but on every level in every sport, you're going to have a clunker, um, and, and that was what the Raiders had uh, on Sunday. I'd be shocked if they repeated that. If they do, there's an issue, you know, and, right. and we'll have to figure that one out if that does happen. Uh, but, but over the balance of this season, I know it's just seven games, but the six games previously, uh, they competed. They came to play. Um, you know, they, they fell short uh, in games they probably should have won, but it wasn't really for a lack of effort or, or total focus. Uh, that was the one that you could you could kind of accuse them of on on Sunday, um, but maybe it's the best or the best thing to do is just flush it, move on, uh, learn from it, and learn what we, as we talked about yesterday what real urgency looked like from the Saints, and try to replicate that yourselves against the Jaguars. You mentioned flushing it, and Hunter Renfro after the game he said, "Hey, it doesn't matter if we lost twenty four to twenty three or twenty four zero. A loss is still a loss. You've been around a lot of great teams. Is that the mentality that the great ones have? That it doesn't matter if we lost by one point or fifty. A loss is still a loss." Yeah, I mean, on some level, it definitely is. There's, there's, you know, uh, I, I do believe that there's some losses um, that are maybe better than others. Like that was a terrible loss to me. I'm, I'm you know, absolutely. You don't. Absolutely. You never want to be embarrassed. You, you just don't want to be embarrassed. Everybody saw it. Everybody's talking about it. You know, the coach all of a sudden is under fire. That was erroneous. But 
You know what I'm saying? Like, like mm-hmm. if, if you want to avoid that, if you want to avoid people talking about you the way they're talking about the Raiders right now, then you don't lay an egg the way they laid an egg uh, against New Orleans Saints. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's way more um, honorable ways to lose than that. So um, I, in, the, in the loss column, it still counts as one. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give under that. It just counts as one. Uh, there's no one plus or two. You know, you, you're docked two games for playing like that. Uh, so I get that. I understand that. Uh, but that you never want to uh, put a showing like that out there. No, no, you definitely do not want to do that. Well, Vinny, great stuff, man. Thanks for the great coverage that you've been providing every single day there in Sarasota, Florida. Great audio that you were able to provide for us from uh, GM Dave Ziegler. We're going to use a lot of that coming up at 4 o'clock and then some. So uh, we got plenty to get to. Uh, Vinny, we want to keep uh, checking in with you each and every day while you're out there, if that's okay with you. Of course. Absolutely. That's why we're here, man. All right. Well, hey, great job. Keep up the work. What, uh, what do you got coming out on the RJ that we should be on the lookout for? Uh, you know, we never we didn't get to this, but, you know, uh, Derek Carr was back on the uh, injury report um, with a back. Uh, it's not stopped him from practicing, and mm-hmm. he has played. But uh, I will say this. It flared up on him uh, on Sunday, uh, and it, it affected um, his velocity on his throws. Uh, and his mobility. Um, I know that he's never going to use it as an excuse. Right. And, um, you know, uh, it, it drives him nuts that he's even on, on, on that list. Uh, but it's, 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 it's a little worse than people think. And I Ooh. think that uh, hopefully he gets better. He told me today that he's feeling a, a better t- uh, this week than he did last week. Uh, but it wasn't, um, I wouldn't say that it was extremely significant. But it was significant uh, enough, and it, it, it affected his play. So I, I wrote about that, uh, and obviously, um, you know, uh, what we're talking about with, with Dave Ziegler as well. All right. Well, good stuff, Vinny. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, keep up the great work. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Have a great show, guys. All right. Will do. There he goes. Vinny Bonsignor dropping some nuggets right there on Derek Carr and uh, his back, and he did pop up on the injury report. Matter of fact, we got the injury report in our hand. We'll go over it next. It's 321. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. I have just mastered the art of the throw the trash across the studio into the bucket. Good. Good for two. Kobe. Right? I just pulled that off in the studio. That's what I'm talking about. Watching Lil Q play ball last night got me fired up, got me inspired. Good times. We got Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. She's going to join the show in just a few minutes. We are going to hit the Raider Nation listener line, but I did real quick want to go over the Raiders injury report. We just had Vinny Bonsignor on. He was talking about Derek Carr and his back, how he popped back up on the injury report, and he did for Wednesday. Devontae Adams dealing with the illness, limited on Wednesday. Quarterback Derek Carr dealing with that back injury. He was a full participant, but obviously the back injury is something. Linebacker Devon Diablo, back and wrist, did not participate. Defensive tackle Neil Farrell dealing with the knee injury, limited. Wide receiver Mac Hollins dealing with the heel injury, limited. Tight end Darren Waller, hamstring, limited. Cornerback Sam Webb, hamstring and back, limited. So a lot of limited. One did not participate, and one guy practicing full being quarterback Derek Carr. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to our guy, Charles in Kentucky. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, how you doing, Q? Demond, good to hear from you guys. Yes, uh, oh, I'm always terrible at talking on the radio, but I'm going to try to get this out. Cause I, think I am I too. Don't some... worry about it. It's cool. No, no, you're really good, buddy. You're really good. <laughs> we can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, I, I am so, you know, I'm tired of seeing the fire Josh McDaniels thinks too. Yep. I mean, I'm frustrated with him. But the thing I'm frustrated with is you and me have been Raider fans for a while, and, and we, once this starts to happen, and we're used to it, 
I don't think you can fire Josh this year, but I think that if you if we don't think he's going to be fired at the end of the year, if this keeps going, I think we know that's going to happen. But the problem is, this is where owners cut off their nose to spite their face. Because Josh really doesn't have a fair. He's, he's in a world of hurt. They were saying trade Josh Jacobs. He can't trade Josh Jacobs because Josh needs to either try to win enough games to keep his job, and Josh Jacobs is the way that's going to happen. And this is where Mark Davis should come in and say, look, Josh, you've got another year, but this team is not responding to you. So you clean house because this team is – he's lost this locker room. And in 40 years of watching the NFL, this locker room's gone. And you've got a, one, a bunch of defensive guys that are hired for one year. They're not going to kill themselves now. The, the, the dream is gone of this team going to the playoffs. And that, that, this is just a fact in the NFL. This team is not all of a sudden going to start responding to Josh. And Josh is under so much pressure. Every little, every little mistake he makes just turns a, a molehill into a mountain and makes it that much harder. Where if Mark Davis comes in and says, look, Josh, I'm giving you another year. We're going to clean a lot of these people out. You do what you want. Because I know they're saying, like I heard Benny say, we're not getting rid of Devontae Adams. Well, that's great. He's going to be long in the tooth by the third year when we're ready to try to win a Super Bowl. So I, as a Raider fan, I think we're all – just one direction. You know, if they clean house and we go, okay, we can buy into that. We're going to go get draft picks and we're going to try to try to do good. And then somebody said, well, we, we draft bad. Well, if you draft bad, you're never going to be good. If you draft it's bad, true. you're just a bad. It's just <laughs> somewhere along the line, you've got to draft good. Right. Or you're just, you, you, I mean, when somebody says to me, well, the Raiders draft bad, well, then they're always going to be bad. Right. But, but, but if the owner comes in and says, look, Josh, clean house, you're okay. Next year, bring your people in and start from scratch then we got a chance. But instead, we're saying, Josh is in a lot of pressure. He's trying to win with what he's got, and he's not going to happen because these guys are not buying into whatever whatever's going on. We don't know. Whatever they say to the press, they're, they're all going to be looking for new jobs. They're not going to come out and say, oh, this coaching staff sucks or whatever. We're not going to get the truth. Good stuff, good stuff. And, and I'll say this. Maybe Mark Davis has come out and told him that. He's met with him a couple times following games. Maybe he has told him, like, hey, don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. Stick to what you're doing. I don't know. We'll get back to that. It's a really good call. You brought up a lot of good points. We'll get back up to that. Right now, though, joining us on the phone lines from Fox 5 Sports is our good friend Paloma Villacana. We'll take a left turn, talk a little UNLV Rebels. And Paloma, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. As always, let me know, are you well rested up after the bye week that the, the Rebels had last week? Man, I, I feel like it's like on the go, just on the go, nonstop right now during football season. You know, basketball season's about to start up, too. So, funny i just keep my suitcase like packed up it's like sitting in my living room i'm looking at it like do i even unpack it i might as well just keep it packed all year but it was it was good good for the rebels to have a bye you know they were they were so banked up on on both sides of the ball so coach royo said you know for for more guys to get back in practice more importantly their starting quarterback doug brumfield um their receivers are getting healthier their dbs are getting healthier aiden robbins is getting healthier so they really needed that bye after after Notre Dame. they just have four conference games left um two wins away from a bowl game mm-hmm. so so now they're you know locked in and, and ready to roll right no doubt and you know getting doug brumfield back is obviously huge but not only for just the play on the field how big is that for the rest of the guys in the locker room to say yeah our leader is coming back yeah, I mean, we we kind of talked about the drop off that we saw from from Doug Brumfield to his backups, just the chemistry he's been able to build this season with his offense and with Aiden Robbins and, and his receivers. Um, you know, Coach Royo was saying, you know, eighty percent of the snaps, 
you know, this year we're going to Doug Brumfield. So when he's off the field and he's not out there with his guys, we could just see the drop off. I mean, he led the Rebels to a four and one start and now UNLV has lost two in a row with, you know, without Doug Brumfield out there. So uh, the players were telling me that he just brings that swag back to the field, that, that leadership, um, that motivation that he brings to everyone in the locker room. So hoping for a strong, a strong performance from Doug Brumfield uh, this Saturday on the road at San Diego State. Um, you know, Aiden Robbins is day-to-day. Kyle Williams is day-to-day. So um, we could see more backups stepping up this Saturday. But hoping, hoping UNLV can still get healthier in time for, for that 4 o'clock kickoff at San Diego State. Again, we're talking with Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So what has been the mood, what's been the vibe around mm-hmm. Coach Arroyo as far as going into this stretch? Because, again, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. two games away from bowl eligibility. He knows yeah. that. That's not going to be the focus of practice. I get it. Not like, hey, we got to go win two games, yeah. guys. But, I mean, he, he's got the eyes yeah. on the prize. What has been his, his kind of vibe like? Yeah, I think I think they they really stress their preseason goals. You know, their preseason goals to do something special this year. They haven't been to a bowl game since 2013, and and the number one thing I've heard around this program is just the different work ethic that the transfers have brought in. You know, he's brought in transfers from Power Five programs. You know, several transfers from Power Five programs, and so that just brings a different work ethic to to your program. Whether it's guys staying there late, guys you know, going to the facility after a game to put in work. Um, it's just all that different, that extra work that's, that's being put in right now around the building. So, of course, the focus is on San Diego State and the focus is on getting healthy. But I think UNLV is just trying to get back to, to their winning ways and just the way they started their season off um, focused and, and doing all the extra work. And um, obviously getting starters back out there is, is definitely a, a key in order to win the game on Saturday. But, um, you know, they're, they're focused on San Diego State state but i do think they're just you know each game one at a time but they do know that they're just two wins away so i feel like that makes them just hungrier to come out you know guns guns blazing on saturday yeah, Paloma, I hope the team does come out guns blazing because I've been telling anyone that would listen to me that if Dunk Brumfield plays, that the Rebels are going to win. But on the defensive <laughs> side of the ball, what is yeah. Coach Arroyo, when you talk to him on the Reb Zone, what are some of the mm-hmm. things that San Diego State does well that he says, hey, we're going to have to stop? Well, they got a good quarterback. San Diego State kind of had a quarterback carousel uh, this year. And in fact, I had some friends, I have friends in San Diego, and I had to call them up and be like, what was going on with all the quarterbacks? They had a quarterback who quit uh, earlier this season. They had some quarterbacks that went down and, and were injured. So they had like three or four different quarterbacks that they were rotating this season. And now they have Jalen Maiden in there, and he's a big dude. He's like 6'3", 230, big guy. Um, you know, he had two rushing touchdowns against Fresno State, two passing touchdowns. So he can throw the ball, he can run the ball, he can move the ball. He's a big guy. So um, definitely shutting down, you know, their quarterback and, and their running backs will be a big effort. And, you know, UNLV has kind of slipped up on, on stopping the run yeah. in the past two games. So, of course, stopping the run is a, is a huge thing against against San Diego State. But just talking to, to some of the guys on defense, you know, they just feel like they've gotten away from their swag, their juice. Um, their DBs have been playing lights out. I mean, their DBs were flashing at Notre Dame, um, you know, fourth down stops in the end zone, uh, you know, passing, you know, batting balls down in the end zone. So the DBs have been, have been flashing, but the defensive line, I mean, the guys up front, they got to do a better job and, you know, lock in and, and just play with, with the way they started their season off. Just so explosive 
with that that swag and that juice they bring on defense. Yeah, they were able to create a bunch of turnovers early on, right? I mean, they were they were mm-hmm. getting interceptions like crazy, right? Yep. It was just it's just yeah. happening. Uh, those things always come in bunches, right? Sometimes they'll come mm-hmm. in bunches, and then they'll take a while. How important is it for the UNLV and their defense to kind of get back to to be able to create a couple turnovers and getting the ball back to their offense in shorter fields? Yeah, I mean that just that just creates so much momentum, especially if you if you start off the game, you know, with that type of momentum in the first quarter. Um, you know that that just sets the tone defensively. And I know UNLV has like twelve interceptions on the year, and and you know they're they're really good at, at taking the ball away. So I've been asking Coach Royal, like, man, where is that? I want to see more of that. You know, your guys definitely want to see more of that. And that's definitely uh, one thing in practice that they focus on is you know taking the ball away. So. Hopefully we'll see see some more turnovers. I know that always gets the offense juiced up, gets the defense juiced up, and, and gets them rolling in the right direction. But, yeah, they've just been missing that, that juice, that swag on defense lately, and, and I'm hoping they can get it back this Saturday at San Diego State. Taking it back to the offense, if the A-train Aiden Robbins isn't able to start at yeah. running back, who's going to get that start for him in the backfield? Yeah, Courtney Reese. Courtney Reese, man, we saw him ball out at Notre Dame. Um, he had two huge runs at Notre Dame. He was kind of the energizer on offense that sparked the offense. And Courtney Reese was always right behind the Chuck Wagon. So he's learned from the Chuck Wagon. He's, you know, kind of been in the Chuck Wagon, Charles Williams shadow. So I actually sat down with Courtney Reese uh, this week. And, you know, he told me that the transfers in, in the program have made him better. Uh, the transfers in the program at UNLV have kind of made everyone better and stepped up their game this year and, and you know, motivated each other. So if Aiden Robbins isn't, isn't starting on Saturday, and I didn't see him um, – I know he's day-to-day, but I didn't see him too limited in practice. He seems like he was running around. So uh, fingers crossed that Aiden Robbins can start on Saturday. But if not, it's Courtney Reese, and he's, he's, a, he's a pretty darn good number two. So we'll, we'll see what Reese can do on Saturday. Again, Paloma Villacana is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. I'm say rough this. Paloma, I just thought about this. Uh, you've had a pretty good road schedule. We talked about you keeping your, back, your, uh, your, your suitcase <laughs> packed. Yeah. I'm just thinking about this. You, you went to Notre Dame. That was awesome. You're headed to San yeah. Diego, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, this upcoming mm-hmm. weekend. Are you going to Hawaii too? Or is UNLV taking on yeah. Hawaii? Wow! See? Yeah, I'll be in Hawaii. <laughs> See, you, it ain't all that bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know it's, it's been fun. It's been really fun. I was just talking to a girl who was, you know, wanted to shadow me and, and something, and and she's like, you know, you seem so busy. You seem like you're just like never home. And I'm like, you know, it's it. That's kind of the the positives and negatives, but. You know, I feel so blessed that I get to travel and get to be on the road with UNLV and get to go to, you know, they get to pay me to go to all over the country and places I've never been before. And, you know, with the Running Rebels, too, I'll be traveling with the Running Rebels. But um, and it's also it's kind of just, you know, broaden my horizon on on the different Mountain West schools, different schools across the country um, and just taking note of the different talents, different cultures. Uh, you know, just just everywhere I go ac- across the country, it's been really cool uh, to to just take a nugget from everywhere I've been. I feel like that that only helps me down the road. Yeah, no, I agree 100. percent And and I'm not I'm not mad at her. You know, I would I would want to shadow you too <laughs> without being creepy. I'd want to shadow you too. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> I go along for the ride, man. It sounds like a hell of a road trip. <laughs> you come to any game, man. Come to any game. I'm trying to we'll tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, man. That sounds like a hell of a trip. Well, uh, yeah. have a lot of fun uh, headed to San Diego. Go for San Diego State. What's the gut feeling for the the Rebels to get this fifth victory of the season? What do they have to do on Saturday? Yeah, 
I mean, it's funny because both of these teams are kind of, you know, in the middle of the pack. San Diego State is 4-4. Four and four. They've had an okay season. UNLV is 4-4. Four and four. They started off 4-1, and one and they've kind of hit a bump in the road with, with Doug Brumfield out. But I just want to see if Doug Brumfield jumps back in it and, and is ready to roll. You know, I want to see if there's just any rust from him. I know UNLV was able to get Doug Brumfield back during the bye week. So, you know, and he travels with the team too. So, like, mentally he's there. He's on the sideline. He's, you know, with the team and everything. But if Doug Brumfield can play the way he started the season off, man, I mean, how do you stop him the way he's able to run the ball, the way he's able to use his, his body, his frame? Um, and, and if Aiden Robbins is out there too, man, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. So I hope UNLV comes out on top. Um, and, and San Diego State, they've struggled. They've struggled, they've struggled on both sides of the ball this season. They're not that dominating team that they were last season. But um, it's UNLV's first time in San Diego State's new stadium, um, 4 o'clock kickoff. And, and I think the Rebels are hungry to, to finish the season strong. And there's, they've been, you know, kind of set back a little bit with all their injuries. So I'm hoping to come out with a chip on their shoulder um, and ready to take down San Diego State. One last thing I want to talk to you about. I know that you're big into Halloween. Did you have any input on that <laughs> last, on the set of the last episode of Red Zone? Oh, yeah, that was, that was cool. That was cool. I was telling Coach Royal, I was like, man, we only get to do this once a year, and I, I want to deck out the studio. But, yeah, we, we try and do that for Halloween. Um, you know, I texted Coach Royal, you know, make sure you come in your costume. And he was like, ha-ha, LOL. <laughs> he was like, no way. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was awesome. Fox 5, they do such a great job with, with their set and everything. So um, just trying to have fun. You know, I'm always trying to have fun on the Red Zone, trying to add, you know, just a personal touch to everything I do, whether it's sitting down with the players you know, sitting down with the other teams at UNLV, um, just trying to put on a good show for Vegas. What, what do you have coming up on the Rev Zone? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll be on the road at San Diego State. Um, I'm going to the Run and Rebels practice tomorrow, catching nice. up with Kevin Kruger. Their season starts next week. The Lady Rebels season starts mm. soon. I mean, basketball season is here, man. Yep. I, I, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm oh, ready. Oh, you're ready. You got it's it. It's here, man. <laughs> it's here. Yes, yeah, it's so funny. I was just catching up with Lindy LaRock and the Lady Rebels. And I was like, man, I swear we were just in Arizona. You know, we were just in the NCAA tournament in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, but the season is already here. So, uh, yeah, we'll be hanging out with the Running Rebels on the Red Zone this weekend and um, sitting down with Courtney Reese, uh, the UNLV running back that stepped up for Aiden Robbins recently. Um, and, yeah, we'll just be breaking down the San Diego State game with Coach Arroyo. So, uh, foot on the gas, keep on rolling. <laughs> huh, no, I just said last one, but Uh-oh. you said something that just made me think. Taking well, a Coach page Lindy, out of Q's book. Well, Coach Lindy, Lindy LaRock, does, is there a contingency plan in place if she has that baby? Like, as soon yeah. as the season starts, what's the plan there? She's due around Thanksgiving. So I, I do know her assistant coach is going to, to fill in her spot, but it's so funny. I asked Lindy LaRock about her pregnancy and saying, you know, that's great. You're going to be a mom, you know, and she's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to have that baby, and I'm going to be right here back at UNLV. And I was like, dang, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to have the baby. We're going to have the baby. I'm going to go to the hospital, and then we'll be right back at work. I'm like, man. That's right. So, you Sounds know, like you, that's super, baby. superwoman. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, hey, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Got to get right back on the grind. And, you know, we always yeah. talk about we got so much to do and we're so busy. But, Paloma, man, <laughs> this is what we live for. We love it. Yeah. And uh, you do a fantastic job with what you do. So keep up the good work. We'll check out the Reb Zone, and we'll see how those Rebels do on Saturday against San Diego State. Thanks so much. 
Thanks, Q. I'll save you a seat to Hawaii, man. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. Sold. I'm sold. I'm there. Damon, you're on your own, brother. No. Okay. <laughs> no, and that wouldn't be the case. I'd take the damn Comrex with me. I'd be sitting on the beach, got a Mai Tai in my hand, and be doing the show. Welcome in. I'm live from Honolulu or wherever. Where are they playing? Where's the Where's Hawaii play? Well, you know, I've never had the uh, pleasure of going, so I've never looked I into it myself. I haven't gone to the game either. I've only gone to Hawaii once, and that was just this year. I don't know where they play. I sure didn't go looking for Hawaii football when I was there. That was the last thing I was thinking about when I was there, brother. <laughs> I was I was looking for wherever I could sit myself down and uh, have me a couple nice cold beverages and enjoy my time off. But yeah, you know, if I had to go make a business trip, I'd have to, you know, make a business trip. Business trip, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Private plane with the team. Hey man, I ain't. Hey man, I, I don't got Who's it like Paloma's that. new assistant? I, yeah, don't worry about me. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about me, man. I'm just, I'm just here to shadow. I'm just her shadow. That's all. That, that's all it is. I'd be like, yeah, that's one hell of a shadow. Three forty four is the time. We'll come back. Close out hour number two. It's Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. It's unnecessary roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Coming up about four o'clock, you'll hear from G- GM Dave Ziegler. Just a few sound bites from his uh, media session that he had this morning in Sarasota, Florida. It was about 30 minutes long. Obviously not going to play the whole thing, but we do have a couple sound bites that we put to the side that we wanted to play and discuss. We'll do that starting at 4 o'clock, then about 4.30-ish. Head coach Josh McDaniels also had a media session earlier today. It was a very busy Wednesday in Sarasota, Florida, so you'll hear from head coach Josh McDaniels coming up at 4.30. But Raider Nation, right now we want to hear from you. 702-365-9200, also 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, my guy Vegas Jess did hit me up and let me know that Hawaii plays their football at Aloha Stadium in Honolulu. Well, uh, well we can get the tickets now. Well, go on, man. Go on, pull, pull, that, black, pull that black card out there, Mr. Moneybags, Mr. Badass, Mr. Go Ahead. Do what you got to do, man. I mean, if I can take out a new credit card, get approved for it first, you know, we'll be fine. Yeah, just put it on the company, man. Just put it, just just, just throw it to the company, man, you know. Expense it. <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. I don't either. <laughs> That's the problem. I don't either. 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Jared, right here in Vegas. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Hey, Q. Uh, thank you for having me. You know, I'm going to want to try to stick with the topic that you set out there. What could the defense do to yeah. improve? Yeah. And we, you know what I want to, what I would like to see, what was what was grinding me up on on Sunday, was looking at at the DBs on on like a third and eight or a third and ten or whatever, being nine yards, eight yards off the ball. Mm-hmm. Now I know I know you played defensive back, and I just want to ask, do you, did you feel like it was your best position to be that far away from the wide receiver? No, not I on, know that answer right. not at all, right? Right, no, not right. not on third and eight, being that far off the – yeah, that's the first down right there. You pick it up just that right. easy. Right, and, and you know, we brought in – or they brought in – sorry, Barrett's there. They <laughs> brought in Anthony Averett, and um, I watched a lot of Baltimore Ravens football as well as other other teams, but – he never, ever was put in that position. So why are we putting him in a position to not do his best? Yeah. And I don't think that he's the only one that would benefit from being closer to the line of scrimmage. The other two things that I would like to see is I would like to see Chandler Jones ride the pie. I mean, we're not getting that money back. Yeah. He, so, I mean, it's like a broken bike. You're going to keep on trying to ride that bike even though it don't work? I mean, it ain't working. 
we could see something out of Tashawn Bowers who looked really good. He looked like he wants that action. We could we could put in you know um, the 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 other defensive end that's escaping my mind at this point. But no, Coons. but you know, yeah, Malcolm Coons exactly. Yeah. Malcolm Coons has has been looking pretty good. And and one more thing that I would have liked to see or I want to see going forward is Masterson and Butler. I believe it is yeah. get some get some burn because Diablo is just is is just not doing it and he just he just ain't got it. I know he's on the injury report and we may see it for other reasons, but I mean he's out there and he's just constantly chasing he's chasing tail. It's about all he's doing because he ain't he ain't in the right positions. He ain't making the tackles. He's just chasing. So I would like to see the guys get the burn because like the guy said earlier, we're <laughs> the team has put themselves in a position where they're playing for pride and playing for next year because you know, it would be it would be crazy to think that yeah you're just going to make the playoffs. That may happen. You may go on a run, but put the guys out there that actually want to be out there. I think these rookies and and younger players want the burn. They want to give the chance. And for the simple fact is, the veterans just ain't getting it done. They're just not. Right. Hey, good call, man. Great stuff right there. And I, I have no problem with that. I always believe in uh, giving an uh, opportunity to someone if, if the other guys ain't doing it. If, if the guys that are supposed to be cutting it ain't cutting it, go ahead and put someone else in there that will. If it happens to be a Bauer, if it happens to be a Koontz, if it happens to be a Masterson or a Butler, great. Right? I, I agree with you 100% on Chandler Jones. He's been very disappointing. He makes a lot of money, and I know it's not all about money, but at the same time, you're paid a lot of money to play a certain position. And I know that I was pretty pumped up when the Raiders drafted him, or not drafted him, but signed him, thinking that he was going to be a nice bookend to Max Crosby. And he just, unfortunately, just hasn't, he hasn't lived up to it. And that's, that's unfortunate because the Raiders really need someone uh, across from Max Crosby who could be, you know, just that kind of a difference maker. And as far as the guys, the DBs uh, lining up in man in, in zone coverage and not playing the the tight man press coverage, uh, that's one thing that Mike Haynes, the Hall of Famer, said to me. He told me straight up that, hey, man, uh, when I got into the league, uh, the easiest thing for me to do was play man coverage because I knew what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to stop that guy from scoring and, or, and catching the ball. All I had to do was beat him up on the line of scrimmage. It just made everything easier. That was the easiest transition for me. And Averett, like you mentioned, he's a he's a press man cover. That's all we've been hearing, right? The whole time since they they uh, they signed him. Oh, he's going to play press man coverage. He's getting he's getting torched out there. He looks terrible, right? And I know he's just coming back from injury, but he does not look good. Yeah, and also Averett looks good when I know that people like to say put in the young guys, but what does that say to the other players? Because Patrick Graham, he said we put we're playing players who produce in practice. So if they're not producing in practice, you can't just say. Hey, I, I, so I'm not saying that these guys don't deserve a shot, but if the coaching staff isn't seeing it on the practice field, what makes you think it's going to translate to a game? That's all I'm saying. No, no, I understand what you're saying, and my only uh, argument with that is, okay, so why isn't it transitioning into a game, right? You know what I mean? So if it's not, if, if these guys ain't cutting it, which clearly they're not at this point, I would throw someone out there, if nothing else, to piss you off. Not you personally, but mm-hmm. someone else, right? If all of a sudden Tashawn Bauer starts and not Chandler Jones, that might anger him. That might make him really mad. And next time he gets on the field, he might actually go out there and get to the quarterback and not have a have a sack, but have a whole sack. I, I would I would have no problem with that. I'm that kind of guy that likes to play Jedi mind tricks and say, you know what? You ain't cutting <laughs> it. That's fine. I got someone else that can. I see what you're saying there. But for me, I would think, what if it has the inverse effect? What I'm looking at is, what if Max Crosby's lining up like, dang, coach giving up on us? 
Well, I'm not saying that you don't think that every teammate is good, but you know what you see out in practice is what I'm saying. Right. No, I got you. I got you, but hell, Max Crosby might be lining up out, out there on the field right now and saying, damn, coach is giving up on us because he ain't giving me no damn help. Right? I mean, there's so many different questions that need to be answered, and that's why we're talking about the defense. Let's talk to our good friend, Raider Mac. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, DeMock. Hey, uh, Q. Hey, I just, Q, can I, um, I, I want to address something before I go to the defense real yeah, quick. Yeah, go for it. Can I, can I, can I address um, Vinny? Yeah, go for it. First of all, first of all, um, Vinny, Vinny is so wishy-washy. Because at the beginning of the season, I got the podcast. I listen to all the podcasts. You know, I, I, you know, after I get off of work, I listen to the podcast. But, but at the beginning of the season, he said, and, and, and everybody on the station and us, everybody believed the Raiders was going to be a good team. Now he comes on your, on your, uh, on, on the show today saying that, oh, well, you need, you, you, um, uh, uh, I think it's, uh, what's the, what's the, uh, Jim? Oh, Ziggler. Ziggler. He said that Ziggler is saying that oh, we're not a good we, – we, we shouldn't be making uh, the playoff because then – do you know the Raiders won their first Super Bowl as a wild card team? Yep, they were, they were the, first the first team to do it. To yep. wild card. You just need to get into the dance. So for you to tell me at the game eight that, oh, the Raiders, this team – this team is not what we thought it was going to be and all that stuff. That's a, that's a, It's too many excuses. We got way too many excuses. Raider Nation, and I know you said we can't go back in the past, but 20 years of, of, of this nonsense is ridiculous. And I, and I understand we're going to have highs and lows. I ain't talking about the game we just lost. We didn't lost. We, we didn't got blew out 52 to, to 6 before. So it's, it, it's not that. It's about – you know, be consistent, and that's what I'm saying with Vinny. Vinny, Vinny tells us one thing, and then the next minute he's telling us, oh, these, these players ain't good or this and So that, that's all I want to say with Vinny. Hold, hold, on, hold on real quick. Hold, yeah. on, hold on real quick, because my only response is I, I thought the team was a lot better than they were, too. I was. I'll be right, the first. To, I'll be the first to admit that I thought the team was going to be really good. It was going to gel immediately, and it just hasn't. And so I feel like now that we've seen seven games in eight weeks, there's some holes that are glaring, especially when you start dealing with injuries like the Raiders are dealing with right now. But but you, you we still got a long season to go. It right. ain't over yet. No, no, I it's mean, not. We're acting like it's. I mean, all the Raider Nation and, and all the everybody saying, "Oh, it's over." This team's that they can come back. They might not. Get in the playoffs, but just show me a fight to the end. Right. That's all I want to see. I, I, okay, you don't make the playoffs, that's fine. We understand that. You you, you started off bad, but you, you, you can't give up already. No, I, mean, I agree. They I agree. talking about five. Vinny's already talking about, you know, and I didn't, I didn't like what he said because he's contradicting what he said at the beginning of the season. Now he's telling us something else. And as far as the defense, I, and I'll leave that alone, as far as the defense, Demar, you said that players, you know, if you ain't practicing well, there's guys that play, I, I call them, you know, um, I call them practice players because they practice great, but when they get in the game, they don't do nothing. Why not put other guys in there now? It ain't Patrick Graham's scheme. Go look at it. We've been 25th in the league or, or 15th or below in the league since since Derek Carr been the quarterback on defense. We, we've had all kind of defensive coordinators, all kind of players, all kind of – and we still can't f- figure out this defense. So my thing is put in some guys that can – just like the other caller before me said, put in some guys, and you said it, Q, yourself. Put in some guys that, that, that want to play. You're talking about guys – there's some guys that practice great, but when they get in the game, they do nothing. Just – 
and right now our corners are giving the slants up. It's third and eight, and you're giving up a slant. Come on, man. It's, it's just ridiculous. We're making too many excuses. We're giving up on the season. Come on, we we better than this. We better than this Raider Nation. We we're not. The season's not over till they said no playoffs for the Raiders. That's what I'm talking about. Good stuff, Raider Mac. I like it. And you know, maybe maybe uh you know the team ought to have the fire that the fans have, right? I mean, you know, and, and I understand a lot of what you're saying. I, I definitely do. But I also understand, you know, that that it's not about giving up on the season. It's just, and, and all, all I could do is speak for myself. I can't speak for anyone else. So going back to what we were saying at the beginning of the season, and I said, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> I said that this team was going to be really good, and they had a lot of talent, and they do, top-end talent. And I probably mistakenly thought that that was more than they really was. And as you've seen the season go along, you've seen the struggles from the team and you see where the glaring holes are. And I think there's a ton on defense, and that's why we were talking about defense. Uh, once you, you know, lose a Nate Hobbs, uh, Rocky Seen started the season. He was uh, banged up. Uh, Averitt was on IR. You know, when you start seeing all that, then you're like, okay, well, where's the playmakers? Then Trayvon Merrick went out, and look, you're not a fan of Trayvon Merrick anyway. Trayvon Merrick went out with the hip injury. Right. I mean, there's all these guys that are banged up. Chandler Jones hasn't performed yet. You're not getting any push from the interior. All of a sudden you're starting to look at it and say, well, maybe I was I was overestimating this team. I can only speak for myself. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. There's no way I'm saying I'm giving up on the season at all. I'm not doing that. I don't believe that the team is. But listening to Dave Ziegler earlier, we'll hear from him next is a great segue for it. It sounds like that they're, yes, they're trying to get things turned around this year. They're trying to win right now, but they're also committed to the process of building this thing not only for this year but moving forward. And that's what I took from listening to GM Dave Ziegler. And we'll hear from him next here on Radio Nation Radio 920.